Well, over the last two weeks, there have been two Labour politicians who have struggled to define or understand what a woman is. One, an ex-Prime Minister of Australia, and the other, a current Member of Parliament in the New Zealand Labour Party. So it's a trans-Tasman area of confusion. Let's check it out. So Australia's first female Prime Minister, yes, first female Prime Minister, Julia Gillard, has been slammed for giving a waffling four-minute answer to the simple question, what is a woman? The former Labour Party leader was speaking on the topic of women's advancement at Government House in Adelaide, South Australia, just over a week ago, when an audience member and women's rights activist, uh, Biddy O'Loughlin, put her on the spot with one of the most difficult questions in the world since about five minutes ago in human history. Mrs. Miss O'Loughlin asked, what is a woman? Now, Julia Gillard knows, because when she was Prime Minister, oh, should I tell you the first woman Prime Minister of Australia, she called Tony Abbott, the leader of the Liberal Party, uh, which was the opposition then, a misogynist. It was a speech that went viral. Now, before I show you the clip of the speech, a misogynist, according to Wikipedia, is hatred of, contempt for, or prejudice against women or girls. It is a form of sexism that is used to keep women at a lower social status than men, thus maintaining the social roles of patriarchy, end quote. According to Oxford Dictionary, a misogynist is a person who dislikes, despises, or is strongly prejudiced against women. So Julia Gillard obviously knows what a woman is, because you have to be able to, to use the word misogyny. So uh, here's parts of her fiery speech, a fiery speech delivered by a woman because she is a woman and she don't like misogyny. And the clip is from a documentary that was made 10 years on from her fiery speech as a woman against misogyny. Uh, and so you'll see lots of other women who felt the moment also. I call the Prime Minister. I will not be lectured about sexism and misogyny by this man. I will not. It was just an electric feeling. I felt like I was there while history was being made. I knew that the speech is one that would survive the test of time. If he wants to know what misogyny looks like in modern Australia, he doesn't need a motion in the House of Representatives. He needs a mirror. When I first heard it, I really felt, thank God she's finally said something, because there had been a drumbeat. There had been this building of pressure for so long and no one was calling it out. What if men are by physiology or temperament more adapted to exercise authority or to issue command? I had just got elected myself as an independent to local government and it was the first time ever. And I remember watching the news and seeing Julia in that blue jacket and pointing across the, the, the floor to the opposition leader. And I just thought, wow, I thought it was amazing. I was in year 11, just came out of my physics class and I remember a friend um, who had her phone on her during school hours, which she wasn't allowed to, um, came up to me and said, there's this incredible misogyny speech that's gone viral as they do the ironing. 
Thank you for that painting of women's roles in modern Australia. This speech was part of a very political issue on a very political day. I was offended too by the sexism, by the misogyny of the Leader of the Opposition, Cat, calling across this table at me as I sit here as Prime Minister. If the Prime Minister wants to, politically speaking, make an honest woman of herself, something that would never have been said to any man sitting in this chair. I so it's uh, pretty clear she knows what a woman is because she's felt the misogyny of a man. And as a woman, she's had enough. So back to our women's advancement meeting at Government House in Adelaide a week ago. And Julia, what is a woman? See if you can hear the answer. What is a woman? And do you agree with Queensland's Attorney General, Minister for Women, Sharon Fentiman, that trans women are women, and with the UK's leader of the Labor Party, Sir Keir Starmer, that some women have a penis. Look, I am um, very happy to answer your question, but I, I do worry that, and, and I, I should just say, I um, spend around half of each year in the UK. And in the UK, this has turned into a kind of got you parlour game. So if you're listening to the radio, um, you, you literally there'll be some person on there from London City Council who's trying to tell you why the traffic's not going to flow well that day. Um, and the journal will be saying, and can you tell me what a woman is um, to try and create these gotcha moments. And I think we've just got to move away from all of that and just come at this once again from first principles and say to ourselves, um, we as a community are full of people with diverse stories and diverse life experiences. Amongst that rich diversity, which as Francis says, is powerful, uh, there are a number of people who genuinely believe that they are trapped in the wrong body and they want to be recognised as the gender that their mind, mind and soul have always told them that they are. And that doesn't go one way, it goes both ways. Um, you know, uh, uh, people who have transitioned from being men to being women and women who have transitioned to being men. And I think we've just got to say, like we'd want to show everybody else in the community, uh, love, inclusion and respect, we should do that for each of those individuals. And then there are a set of issues that need to be thought through about uh, uh, prison arrangements, about fairness in elite sport, uh, those sorts of things that we're up to thinking about and working through uh, if we try and we try and do it inclusively. Uh, and, you know, the most people in their lives um, won't uh, end up playing elite sport. Most people in their lives won't end up in prison. Um, most people in their lives will encounter at some point um, someone who is a transsexual person, and I think what really counts is the openness and the spirit of inclusion about the way that you encounter them. And I 
having uh, certainly uh, met and known, appeared on, on stage with, um, uh, transsexual women uh, believe that part of that inclusion is referring to them the way they want to be referred to, using the pronouns that they want to be used, want to have used about them. Um, I would seek to do that in that circumstance. I would seek to do it uh, when I was meeting someone from a uh, ethnically diverse background, if there was a particular way that they wanted to um, be referred to, to have their ethnicity referred to, then I would adopt that way and so the list goes on. And I think if we can do all of that, we can kind of take the temperature out of this. And I think the temperature is being created for political reasons often, not because it's inherent in the discussion. Oof. Wow, that was a yawn fest, wasn't it? It didn't answer the question, of course. Uh, in fact, I think most of the women at the uh, meeting were probably reaching for their bread rolls by the end of that. Now, according to media reports, her comments inflame critics, some condemning her for betraying the women's rights movement. Independent Victorian MP Moira Deeming said, quote, Tragically, it was our first female Prime Minister that presided over the erasure of sex-based rights in Australia. Now she frames reasonable questions and complaints about the consequences as petty bigotry, end quote. And Sky News host Rita Panahi accused Ms Gellard of, quote, floundering hopelessly over the simple question. We've seen that question stump many gutless bureaucrats and politicians, but I never thought that Australia's first female Prime Minister the first woman in the lodge as leader of this great nation would be incapable of answering what is a woman. But here we are. She stands firmly with the trans activists that have hijacked the left and modern feminism, end quote. But it's not just across the ditch and Australian women politicians that are struggling. Over the weekend, we found out that Labour women politicians are also struggling. At a candidates meeting in Manarewa, South Auckland, on Saturday night, hosted by the Daily Examiner, the candidates were asked, can a woman have a penis? Simple yes or no question. They had a little paddleboard that they could show. Yes, no. Can a woman have a penis? Now, in case you're not sure or are reaching for Google right now, the answer is an emphatic no. A woman cannot have a penis. And all the candidates got the answer correct, except from one woman, Labour, Member of Parliament, Arena Williams. Now, there's obviously something in the water in Manirawa because the previous MP for the electorate was Louisa Wall, who also couldn't figure it out, as we saw during the oral submissions on the conversion therapy bill. You've called trans women trans-identifying males. Um, I want to note that's incredibly harmful. Yes, didn't uh, like people speaking from a biological angle. But here's the confusion from the current MP from over the weekend at the uh, weekend uh, political candidates debate. Can a woman have a penis? It is a genuine one. Okay. Can a woman have a penis? It is a genuine one. Okay. Wow, women politicians from the Labour Party, trans-Tasman-wise, Australia and New Zealand, seem to be struggling with what is a woman, which is all the more reason for you to sign our petition requesting that women 
is to be defined as an adult human female in all our laws, public policies and regulations. It's already been signed by more than 20,000 people. Sign it today for the sake of Julia Gillard and Arena Williams. They need all the help they can get. 